Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to The Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, along with our co-host, Michelle Johnson, and this month we are celebrating Authors This Christmas 2015. And our third author of this exciting month is Miss Shani McMcElwain, author of a new now bestseller entitled Sharing My Mess. And before we get started, and if you would have a question or a comment, please press the number one on your phone, and you'll be put in our queue. And ladies, again, before we get started, um, we will start in prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, it's again, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this holiday season, this Christmas season. Again, we just want people to realize that Jesus is the reason for the season, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our guest tonight, Miss Shiny. Lord, continue to bless her and her efforts as a endeavors and efforts as an author, Lord. Bless her family in a special way, Lord. Bless them this holiday season, Lord. Continue to bless everything she does, Lord. Bless our listening audience, Lord. Bless our co-host, Michelle, Lord. Continue to bless her and her family, Lord. Bless those who are learning from the man in the mirror, this ministry that you placed in our hands, Lord. Bless those who listen. Bless those who are learning about the man in the mirror, Lord. Continue to bless me as a host. Help us all just to learn one from another because we are all laborers one of another, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you all glory and honor. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I would just like to say welcome to Miss Best-Selling Author of the Day for this week, Miss Shani McElwain. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I want to actually read some information before we get started, and then I'm just going to let you go and tell us some more about yourself. Miss Shani was born in Los Angeles in the Queen in the Queen of Angels Hospital in 1982. She and her mother moved um, to New York. While while there, she learned to play the violin. Love that sound of that instrument. She played sports, studied scripture, and adopted her love of writing. After high school, she went to Hampton University, where she majored in history. After college, she moved to D.C. and began work in customer service management and process improvement. In 2009, after the death of her fourth child, she joined Faith Presbyterian Church under the leadership of Reverend Bernice Parker Jones. It was there that she began her journey of healing through spirituality, love, writing in the middle of her mess. She realized that Jesus is real. He's more than a song. He's bigger than anything and everything I could imagine. And I wholeheartedly believe that my calling is to empower others to get to know Jesus in a way that will transform their lives. And with that, we'll bring Miss Shani on so she can give us her story and give us the 411 and how, <laughs> you know, her book you know, I pay attention this week, became the number one top seller. Well, um, yeah, so I actually, um, I don't know if the uh, 
like my bio was correct. I actually moved to upstate New York in 1982, but I'm going to tell it. At my age, because I don't care, but I actually was born in 1975, so I'm, you know, I'm 40 now, so, but yes, so I moved upstate New York in 1982, but my grandparents were, they were already there, they had um, retired up there, and yes, in the middle of my mess, I really, really began to understand, I grew up in the church, I don't, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I was a church girl, but I and I knew church doctrine, and I knew when to celebrate this and when to celebrate that. But it wasn't until, you know, I really, I really needed to, um, to, to find out who Jesus really was. And a lot of, excuse me, a lot of times you do that in the most trying times in your life. You know, you know, I heartedly believe. I heard this preached at a at a funeral one one year couple several several years back um that loss is God's biggest attention getter and that had stuck with me for so long because it rings true it doesn't matter what type of loss you know we think of losses like the loss of a family member the death of a family member but really any type of loss anything that changes uh, you know, sudden change because we as humans really don't like change, you know. And so, um, but loss is God's biggest attention getter, and He He really got my attention um, June of two thousand nine. He, you know, He and He got my attention in such a way that I fully. This, I really understood who he was and how powerful he was in that lowest moment of my life. And so with that came just learning obedience, learning unconditional love, and learning how to walk in your purpose and, and walk in your calling and using all all that all all the things that make me up shiny as a woman, as a mother, as a wife all those things to give back and use it for his glory. And so I just thank God that I am, that I'm here alive, that I am being used as a vessel, that I I have opened up my heart to receive him and just to share him in a different way that a lot of people don't get, especially, especially my peers, especially like some of the friends that I grew up with who um, I've known 20, 30 years, and I'm like, why didn't we talk about Jesus like this when we were, like, 16, when, it, you know, when we really, really needed him? And, you know, and we can't look back on the past sometimes, but you just think that, you know, it was a reason why we didn't. So now we're we're at the place now where we can talk about him and, and we can share him with our children and we can share him with other people our age and, and you know, and just and just move on and move on from from you know the mess, move past the mess, and into and make our mess a message, you know. So yes, yeah, so I'm gonna stop talking because I could I could go all night <laughs> if I'm not I'm um, prompted. 
I'm actually, I like that. You just said something. And why can't we make our mess a message? Uh, I'm writing it down right now. And yes, Maria, I know it's being taped, but I still got to write it down because I know she's going to say something. But we're going to back up a little bit. Um, and sure. it's kind of interesting how a lot of church folks, we get like the prodigal son. He had everything. He had. He was the, one of the richest folks around. His father had everything, but he decided in his mind, like you know, I want, I want out, and I want out right now. Give me what's mine, and I'm taking it. And so, he got what was his, and he went. And a lot of us have do grow up in the church, but for some odd reason, we always think it's better on the other side. And uh-huh. you know, we grew up the church. We know scripture. I mean, we can quote all the books of the Bible. We can quote the scriptures up and down. But for some odd reason, we get caught up in a cycle. We get caught up in a world. Um, something else catches our attention. Now, what if you can think back, what was it that caught your attention even though you grew up in a church? Um. I don't know. I think I just, I really, um, I think it was just really, um, you know, not putting my full faith and my full trust in God, you know. And I guess maybe because, you know, like I said, my friends, I've had, you know, I have um, friends, lifelong friends from second grade. And we didn't really even though we went to our, we didn't go to church together, we didn't worship together, but we all went to church, but we didn't talk about it. And so I guess maybe, you know, we think that, especially when you're younger, well, you know, it's uncool or, you know, it's not, you know, no one else is doing it. Um, but, but although when I was in college, I went to chapel every Sunday. Like I knew what I was supposed to do, but I guess I just wasn't really open I wasn't open to re- to receive or to receive it in a way that I do now. And I used to watch my grandparents um, pray. I used to watch them study. I used to watch them tithe. And I didn't do any of those things when I was younger, you know. And I, you know, especially the tithe. And I, oh goodness, I could not wrap my head around, you know, giving. <laughs> I could, Give I up my money? No. Right. <laughs> And I saw though, but you know, but as you when you when you really start to um, it, because I was reading, you know, I was reading the Bible, but the Bible says study, and it's a difference between studying and reading. You know, I was reading it; it wasn't making sense, and so um, you know. But when I I think when you get to a point in your life when you're doing things over and over and over the same thing over and over and over, and what they say is that's insanity because it's the same result. You're expecting the same result. And when you just had enough and you're just tired, it's like that Bible looks a whole lot different. You know, I was was just thinking about things like my mother would say where I didn't understand it then, and my mother, she's gone now. She's been gone for 10 years, but I – she would say things like, um, I just said it today and now it's in my mind, but she would say, uh, 
she said, um, give me strength. So she'd say, um, oh, goodness, now I just can't even remember. But um, she would say those things, and I was like, I don't even understand what that means. But now I do. You know, now I do. I'm like, oh, she was, she was reciting scripture, and I didn't even know it. And so um, I don't know what what one specific thing it was. Of course, you know, that cute boy or, you know, you you want to you want to fit in. You know, and I think the older that you get, you're like, you know, I really don't care who approves of me or who loves me because I know Jesus does. And I think when you when you're able to embrace that, I don't think you you think about what everybody else is doing at the moment. You know, there's, there's some days. Like, don't get me wrong, because there's some days where I know I'll be like, if someone calls me and they're having a bad day or uh, wanting to, um, if they want advice from me. Mm-hmm. No, after years of, uh, you know, after years, they know that I'm going to give them godly counsel. Don't call me. I'm I'm not going to be the friend anymore. I'm not saying that I never did it, but I'm not going to be the friend that, uh, you know, that's going, that's going to, um, we're not going to have, a you know, a, a, a male bashing session. We're not going to do any of that. I'm going to give you scripture. Uh, you know, that's just, that's, that's, that's Amen. Amen. And, um, you know, and sometimes I, uh, you know, I look back, I'll be like, I don't want to be the boring friend anymore, but that's just where I am now, you know. And, you know, sharing my mess is because I was just thinking as I was in my grieving process, like, you know, when I go to God, he knows all about me, but yet mm-hmm. I'm not forthright with everything that's going on with me. I'm not doing all that stuff. You know, so it's, it's, it's for me, it's like I just needed to share. I share my mess with everybody, but I'm not expecting everybody to share their mess, right? I'm not, I'm not looking for... I'm not going to start this whole campaign and, and, and crusade, everybody share their mess. But what I want people to do is share their mess with Jesus. Share their mess. And, you know, you know, don't go to Jesus with these pretentious prayers. Come to him as you are. And all, you know, mm-hmm. your issues, the pride, if you got if, if you got a pride issue. Because most of our issues are heart-related. It's the conditions of mm-hmm. our heart. And Jesus, and Jesus is just after our heart. That's all he wants. And so if you can take your heart issues to him in your own way, in your own private way, you will release a lot of things, and you will be able to be the person that he's called you to be. So that's what the whole sharing my mess, I guess, movement, for lack of a better word, is really about. It's, it's, it's establish, establishing a relationship with him because I had religion and relationship all wrong for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is what that's what sharing my message is. It's about building a relationship because when we're in relationships now, and one of the things that we do, you know, as 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 human beings, is we get to know each other. You know, we get to know each other. We spend time with that significant other. We spend time with our friends, so we get to know what what our friend likes and dislikes. It's the same way. Jesus is the same way. 
He's the same. He just wants you to spend time with him, to get to know him. And what better way to get to know him? Through prayer. And so that's why the book is 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 a guide to prayer. And it's funny because I was so afraid to pray out loud. As much as I could talk, praying out loud was not my strong suit. So for me to write a book about prayer, it's only God. It was only the Holy Spirit. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to um uh, say, Shani, that you know, I think we really need books like this. This is a this is not necessarily a book, but it's, it's a devotional, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's showing people how to develop and increase their relationship with God. So, when I was um, looking at that, I was saying to myself, "Yes, you know that we definitely need more of that." And so, you know, I was excited that um, we were having you on the show today because I think. Far too much we spend uh, a lot of our spiritual life in autopilot. Yes. We get up, we go to church, we go to Bible study, we go to Sunday school, we go to Friday night prayer or whatever day it is, and we, we frequent the services. We might clean the church. We may, you know, help out. We may usher. But it's like it's all in, on autopilot. There's no... There's no uh, worship in those things that we're doing. We're not we're not looking at it as as if we are really serving unto God and His people. We're just looking at it as well. They need somebody to clean the church, so you know I clean the church because mm-hmm. the Lord will bless me if I clean the church. You know stuff right. like that. But it's not it's not about all that stuff, and that's what I really love about what it is that uh, you're putting out there. So, you know, I just thank God, you know, for you following, you know, and being obedient to the will of God. Well, I appreciate that. And it took six years, Michelle. It took six years. I heard, I heard, I knew. So, I, um, so I, we, we had twins. So my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, though. So I'm just sharing my mess. But anyway, <laughs> um, we had twins. And, um... Uh, one twin passed away about 49 days old. And even from the day she passed, it's like I knew I, I knew who to call on. Even though I wasn't going to church regularly, you know, um, I, we, you know, we our, our Sundays consisted of uh, buffet brunch at Golden Corral. That's what we did. <laughs> Yeah. And so, when we um, but when we lost Alexia, and I knew, I knew I could not get past that grief without something sustainable. I knew I needed, I needed a church home. I, I knew I needed those things. And so, um, I told my husband, um, I said I need to go. I need to go to church, and so he said, "Well, I only want to go to my my childhood church," and so that's where we wound up there, and that was actually the church that we had her funeral at. Even though we weren't members, they opened their doors to us, so it was already oh. a sense of family, right? Um, and so um, from that moment on, we started we started going to church every Sunday, Sunday, and then before I didn't even join the church. Someone had said, 
in passing. I don't even know the pastor or somebody. Uh, I'm looking for someone to write a grant. And uh, Mike uh, said, oh, Shawnee writes very well. And so I actually started <laughs> writing. I started writing. So that's how it started. I started writing um, grants for the church. And then that turned in. So then I joined the church. And then um, um, we had the twin that, that survived. We had her, um, she was uh, christened there. About She was about nine months old by then. And I had invited all my friends. And someone called me out. Because they were like, well, Shani, how come you're not in the choir? You get, you sing, you, you can hold the tune. And so I was like, well, I'm not the choir. So I'm doing all these things. But, but people in all didn't realize that I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't. I was going to work. I would be up all night. I, I couldn't sleep for like two years after she passed away. I couldn't sleep. And I, um, but I was, I was still working in the church. But I, I was, I was, I was thinking that I was trying to avoid the situation, but I look back on that time, and I was really, he was healing me through me working, and I didn't really realize that, you know, um, doing little things. I started, um, um, I started, uh, I just started to um, really take a serious approach to my worship, and I started doing the Bible studies and doing things. I was like, I missed out on all this, on all this for all these years. It was just, it was, I I got on fire. So I was like, I used to have aha moments. Like, that scripture is in there, and I would just be on fire. And um, so I, it was probably about five years ago when I heard him, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I need you to write a book. And I ignored it because then I started to think I'm not good enough. Mm. Why you pick me? You know, why me? I I, I was like Moses. Well, why me? Why why do I got to do it? And then. But you God said, why not you, right? Then back then I was like, I'm sorry? I bet you God said, why not you? Right, exactly. Then I was between, back then I was between Moses and King. And then I was like. Is that really you? Or is that the voice? Is that voices in my head? <laughs> so I was like, show me a sign. So instead of writing a book, though, I decided to start a blog. So I started okay. a blog. I called it "Shared My Mess Becomes a Message," and loved the blog, right? And then got writer's block after about six months. Couldn't couldn't figure out. Was writing a blog like once a week, and then I couldn't write anything. Couldn't figure out what it was, and months go by and then we're doing this um bible study for lent called if you want to get off the if you want to walk on water you got to get off the boat oh my and, yes uh, John <laughs> like Orton, yeah if you want to if you want to walk on water you got to get off the boat and it was really of course it was taken you know it was using you know when peter walked on water and just that whole that whole experience like even though he walked on what like he experienced something that the other eleven in that boat will never, never, you know. And he took that chance, and he, and even though he started, you know. And I like the part of that story where, as long as his eyes was focused on Jesus, he was walking uh-huh. right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he turned his eyes away, 
What happened? He started sinking. He started sinking. But, but he called on Jesus. And when he called on Jesus, what did Jesus do? And so that, that, that um, Bible study really changed my perspective. And I, I, I don't even remember, but I think within a day, after we finished that Bible study, after we finished the Bible study, I believe that um, I started writing. I started writing the book. Um, took almost a, another year and a half to really complete it because then I started getting nervous again thinking that uh, I'm not good enough. And then I used an excuse, God, I don't have time to write this. I'm involved in all these ministries. I got kids. I got a husband. I don't have time to do all this. And then, you know what happened? Okay. We kind of lost our guest, but she will be back on momentarily and what we'll do until she comes back on we will take a break because these things do happen but um until then we'll have a few words from our sponsors you're listening live with hezekiah montgomery from the man in the mirror with our co-host michelle johnson and um a note for a few of our supporters, Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491, or um, do, they do have a new line. That would be 888-501-7650. I mean, That's, again, 888 501 8650 extension 778. And another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Talented, I'm sorry. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curryboss.com. And what we'll do is ask um, Michelle just to give us some information because Curvy Boss is actually doing, getting, doing some excellent things right now. So I'll let her take that over before we um, go to the break. Yes, I just wanted to let everybody know I am a part of Curvy Boss. And currently we have a GoFundMe going on uh, because we are doing two different things. We are doing a full-figured women's calendar, uh, and that will be coming out next year. Uh, And also we are trying to uh, start a a young ladies program where we are mentoring our full-figured young ladies um, just to teach them about self-esteem and, and uh, different things like that. So we just really ask for your help. Um, just share the GoFundMe uh, is Curvy Boss Project, if you look it up. Um, also, you can look it up under Curvy Calendar, and uh, you can just make whatever donation, you know, $5 to $5,000, whoever's feeling generous, 
but just uh, letting you know that that uh, that is out there, and we appreciate whatever you do, and God bless. All right, all right, all right. We are now going to take a, a little break, and we'll be back with The Man in the Mirror, a live interview with Shani Mac- McElwain, author of Sharing My Mess, and she's a best-selling author right now. So give us a moment, and we'll be right back.
We are back live with the man in the mirror with our special guest tonight, one of our authors for um, celebrating authors this Christmas in the year of 2015, uh, Miss Shani. She is an excellent author of Sharing My Mess, and she's just telling us all about it. We had a little technical difficulty, but God is still good, and she you know, was able to get back with us. And just remember, folks, this year is almost out, and we are just sharing all these wonderful authors with you guys. You can go out and get their books. I'm going to let Miss Shani give us her information so people can actually, you know, find out how they can get her book, how they can contact her. And if they want to contact her, if you guys even want to share your mess with her, she'll probably help you out as well. So, um, Shani? Yes, you can. Um, my website is com. That's S-H-A-N-I-M-C-I-L-W-A-I-N. And you can you can purchase my book. I have the Sharing My Mess book, and then I also have a, a collaboration book that's on there called Igniting Your Faith Factor, where I partnered with um, visionary author Stacey Y. White, and seven other um, amazing women that shares that they share their their um, they share their stories of faith and how um, how some setbacks and some trials and tribulations in their lives help them to ignite their faith. And so I'm really excited about that. That book just came out um, a couple weeks ago. And so yes, and you can um, stay connected with me. Um, through that website, I'm also on all social media sites, uh, sharing my mess on Instagram, sharing my mess on Facebook, and sharing with Shawnee on Twitter. Excellent, excellent. And you are listening live with Amanda Mirror. You can call into the station, ask questions or any comments at 917 917- Eight eight nine two two seven one. That's nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one. We are having such a great time and learning about um, Ms. McWayne and her new book, uh, you know, entitled "Sharing My Mess." Because we all have had a mess in our lives, and actually, that's something we all have in common. But the best part of it, and I like what she did, she became transparent. Because many times we grow up in a church, we know, again, we know the Bible verses. We, you know, we know God. We know of God. But later as life, as we mature, as we go through life, then whatever storm, whatever God brings in our life, we start to know God. We start to open up that Bible. And I can agree with her. When we get in our mess, all of a sudden we need to open up that Bible to find out what is really going on. In this book, and that book brings us closer to him. Any comments, Michelle? Yeah, I was just gonna say that, you know, when when uh, Shawnee was talking, and she was just saying how you know it took her at that moment when she was feeling that deep grief for her to, and I'll speak straight to you. I'm sorry. For you to know that, you know, you really needed God and that you weren't going to make it through without him. And, you know, I was just thinking, like, sometimes that's really 
that's the point God has to bring us to. Yes. And we really have to realize, like, when we get to that point, you know, sometimes we cause our own suffering to be extended because we, you know, we fight because we don't, you know, we don't know how to do it or or, or um, what to do exactly to get closer to him. Um, or, you know, some people just fight because, you know, they're, they're in the midst of that, those feelings and just don't want to um, or don't know how to get out of that, past that, and, and move towards God. So, you know, that that is what your book is kind of showing them, that giving them the, that path to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we just need to stop staying, you know, in our mess because we're talking about being in the mess and sharing your mess, and so we need to not get stuck in our mess. You know, we're supposed to right. go through Mm-hmm. It's all about releasing, you know, releasing that and giving it over to God. You know, the scripture says, casting your cares to him. And so mm-hmm. that's what it really is about because, uh, and then a lot of times, you know, I think I had um, touched on this earlier. We don't, we don't, it is hard for us to change. We do not mm-hmm. like change and we don't like the unfamiliar. The unfamiliar is very scary for us. And someone put a quote on Facebook a while ago. So this is not my quote, but it is so deep. And they said that um, it is, uh, for a lot of us, it's easier to stay in a familiar hell than an unfamiliar yeah. heaven. Wow. You know, and, and yes, and it, it, and it's so true. Like we want to just continue to do things our way, or we have a problem. I know, I know. A lot of times, I can attest that for twenty years, maybe forty, maybe forty years, I had a pride issue. It was always, you know, I, you know, I got good grades. I did, you know, not because not giving God full credit for <laughs> making me who I am. You know, yeah. I got that job. I got this. I did that. I, I, I. Oh, thank you, God. And He was like a second thought. You know, but really, everything comes from God. Everything. And I had to put, God had to put me in my right place so I could put him in his right place. <laughs> okay. And so, right. you know, it, and, and because I think before I was going to touch on, before um, I my call dropped was that um, I was so, I was being so disobedient and I kept saying, well, I don't have time to finish the book. I don't have time to that. And then I lost my job after 12 wow, years. Wow. I, I didn't have, so I, he said, now you got time. So <laughs> now you got time. In that, <laughs> no, no, in, in, that time of, <laughs> in that time of no job, no, you know, not even knowing where, how this bill was going to get paid or how that was going to get paid, I was finishing my book in between because looking for a job became a job. And so um, – so that's how that works because he was like, okay, now you got time. You got time to finish the book because right before that, like six six months before that, I was sitting in the choir law at my church. And it was the Sunday that we sang, the choir that I'm on sang. And this woman joined the church. She 
she came up for altar call, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you had finished your book, you can give it to her. Oh, wow. And when and when that, after that experience, I was like, I need to stop being disobedient. I really need to stop being yeah. disobedient and finish it. But I was fearful. I didn't think that no, nobody wants to hear. First I was thinking, nobody nobody's going to read my book. Then I was thinking, well, everybody that really knows me knows all of my mess. And what if I don't put all my mess and somebody's going to call me out? I was just thinking, like, all these different things. So it was so funny because when I had my book signing and I got up there, that's the first thing I said. I was like, okay, look, I know some of y'all know everything I've done wrong, but I didn't put it on this book. Wow. <laughs> no, you just put it no. out there, huh? You're like, okay, I okay. I, look, I didn't do some wrong things. But it'll be maybe it'll be in like the third book or the fourth book. You just gotta keep buying the book. <laughs> wow. So, but yeah, you know, it's that fear of people, uh, you know, of judgment, of you know, not being good enough, by inadequate. But I know the guy that I serve. He doesn't call on the qualified. He qualifies the called, and we're all called for a purpose. We're all we're all called to do something to build his kingdom and we can't let our gifts and our talents be dormant we just can't because we'll be stuck in this rut that we won't figure out what we'll look back on our life and like put and we'll be thinking like well what did we give back all the things that he did because there's nothing that we can do we can be at a church for 50 years and mop every day and and be on every ministry but if we're not doing what he asked us to do, then what what are we really here for? Mhm. Wow. You're right. You're right. I like how you said, look, I'm just going to confess right now because you're going to read about it <laughs> later on. I'm just going to get out the way so when you read it, you ain't going to come up to me and say, oh, like <gasps> And, you know, and that's probably what the enemy wants you to do. Like, you know, well, you didn't put that in there. You didn't. Well, it wasn't my, I, well, he didn't tell me to put that in there yet. Because everything, you go, you know, I go to prayer and everything, you know, everything. And a lot of times, you know, the book is really about praying and it's about being consistent with our prayer life. You know, we, 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 we often go to God's, in the middle of our mess, especially especially when it's finances. When it's finance-related, oh, we are on our knees, right? And once we come out that thing, we don't always, we, you know, we forget how he brought us out of it just that quick. So yep. that, and, you know, so sometimes, sometimes you're going to go through things over and over because you need to learn, and you got to learn the hard way. You know, I was going around and around robbing Peter to pay Paul, over and over for years. And he said, but you're not giving me your first. You know, and it's just like, it's, 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 it's so much more than, um, you know, doing things because you're supposed to. It's all, it's got to be from your heart. You know, he wants, he wants our hearts. And so that, the book is really about, you know, Connecting on that intimate 
and that personal relationship because that's what it's all about is having that personal relationship because my relationship is going to be different from yours, Hezekiah, and different from yours, um, Nichelle. We all have a personal relationship with God, and we have, we have to connect with that and stay connected to that. Wow. Well, and that's right. You know, we have to get out of that rut. Don't let that rut keep us, you know, keep us there. And you became transparent, so you basically, you know what, I know what I did. God knows what I did. So here it is. So so when it comes mm-hmm. out, y'all have no um, ammunition. You have no arsenal. Right. You have nothing against me. And they'd be looking, they'd be looking real sad and salty, as the kids used to say years ago. They'd be looking real salty because they ain't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is, when I read this book, what can I learn? Period. It's not about shiny. It's not about, you know, all others. We have to look at ourselves in that mirror. Right. We have to look at ourselves in that mirror, like, who is it about? And I like what you said. You knew. You found out, look, I got pride. And the Bible says pride leads to a downfall. And we all get caught up there because even I got caught up in it. You know, when we have that pride, that pride wants to almost take over, and then we don't know what's going on. And then mm-hmm. God has to knock us down a notch. You're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Put that little finger in our face like you tell your kids, uh-uh, uh-uh. It ain't going to happen. And once he humbles us, yes. then we start to listen. And you yes, know they say was, pride become, comes before fall. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I was working and after I lost my job, you know, I had moved up. I was with that company for 12 years. I had moved up from a little little person on the totem pole all the way up to, you know, mid-level management on my way to director. And I, and it was, it was just gone overnight, no severance package, anything. The company just went bankrupt. And I, um, I realized at that moment that I used to think that my, you know, my job was, was, was the source was the source of everything. But it was all I had it all wrong. God is the source of everything and and my job was a resource. You know, it was a it was a resource and I had I had to learn that and in all that came, you know, I finished the book and I just and it was just the the book has blessed me and I just pray that it blesses others as well because I am it has taken me – now, you would not think at, by me talking all this much, and I was about to lose my voice until I got a cup of water, but I um, I was so afraid to talk, to pray with people. And the first event that I went to to promote the book, I was out there praying with people. And I was like, look at God. Look at look at him. Look at him. I'm, I'm being used in the most – transparent way that I never thought I would be used because when everybody says, Shawnee, you want to lead us to print? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm good. But now, and and someone recently at my church said, I've just really seen you grow, and that's what I want others to be able to grow, is to be able to grow and grow into who they are and 
and who they're supposed to be. And that's the whole purpose. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. And that's basically what um, you do with, and that's basically why you wrote that um, 90 day. Um, you know, my eyes got dumbfounded, but uh, devotional. That's that's why you make that ninety day devotional because you want people to grow. We don't do, you yeah. know, when I was coming up, same way, doing devotionals and stuff like that. But we get so busy, and that's a trick of the devil. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to get so busy that you don't have a few minutes just to spend with God throughout the day. And we all are guilty of that because life is busy. We're trying to pay the bills. We're trying to do this and we're trying to do that. And then when we decide, and then when life really hits us and knocks us down, then we just say, oh, wow. Then we start running back to God. And it's sometimes it's much easier if you say, you know what? I'm good, God. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what you want me to do. You know, I'm going to follow you. But we wait to the worst times in our lives, and then um, we end up, you know, falling. Mhm. Absolutely. I I have enjoyed um, this conversation. I was so nervous when I before I logged on. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I just started talking, and I was like, well. <laughs> We don't fight. Well, at least I don't. I have my shots, so I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, uh, again, just tell our our listening audience, because we have about a little over eight minutes to go, and, you know, like I said, we don't bite. Just tell our listening audience again um, how they can actually find your information. You can find me at... um, on Instagram, sharing with um, sharing my mess. On Twitter, sharing with Shani. That's a S H A N I. Or you can um, e- you can find me on my website at shanimacawain.com. S H A N I M C I L W A I N. And on Facebook at sharing my mess. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, as we're winding down, um, Michelle, you have any um, ending comments? Because we still have about a good eight minutes. So, just really wanted to, uh, which I've really been saying through the whole conversation, but I will still end out and say, you know, I, I just really, I thank God for you and your obedience, and and for you coming on the show today. Hopefully our listeners, Shani, will be able to, um, you know, hear, even if they have to hear it on the replay, be able to hear all that you've said uh, tonight and take it in and go buy the book. (laughs) Go buy the book. Yes, go buy the book. We want them to do that. Go buy the book and, uh, and, and start that journey of uh, coming coming into a closer relationship with God, so you know I definitely uh, implore the the listening audience to do that because that is something that probably all of us really we need to do. We need to get closer. 
No yes. matter where we are, we can always get closer. And so, I, again, I just thank you for being on the show tonight and for all that you have said. Uh, we will definitely keep you in prayer while, you know, while you're on this journey to sharing your mess. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I will keep you in prayer. I thank you for this radio show. I, um, I, you know, nothing but abundance in 2016 for you as you guys continue to grow, because this is a ministry as well. You know, we don't look at things. We don't look at things. A lot of times we don't look at things as a ministry, but it is a ministry, you know? And so I just, you know, um, pray for both of you. Um, Hezekiah, I appreciate you. Thank you for um, reaching out to um, Taishina, my publisher. Yes. Um, yeah, for asking for some, uh, <laughs> for asking uh, Purposely Created Publishing Group. Yes. Um, and so um, I thank you for, you know, reaching out to her and, you know, at looking for authors. And um, this has been great. So I appreciate it. Yes, I've been listening to Tashina all month long, and I'm still not finished because <laughs> she signed still. I told her earlier today she signed still and delivered, and actually did the makeover of my book, Rediscovering Kai. And you guys did an excellent job. I, you know, if I was in front of you, I'd take my hat off to you and do a dance. Um, <laughs> you know, I was just shouting earlier today when I got the good news. But you know what? You know, we are all in this together, and the messages that you guys have, everybody has a story. That is why the mantra for the man in the mirror is real people, real stories, real overcomers. You had to get rid of that your pride. Kai had to get rid of his pride. You know, I was very prideful, arrogant at times. So, you know, God had to knock me down, kick me under, and like, okay, and, and when you're ready, it's almost like, Having a tug of war and think you're going to win against God. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. that, and they said, "Yeah, as we go, your arms too short to box with God." And yeah. many times we think we can box with Him, but you know, sometimes He'll sit back and say, "Okay." When you and I and you wrote this, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then mm-hmm. you get together. But many people are in that, <clears throat> as you mentioned early, that ins- insanity mode. Oh, but I'll just keep doing it, expecting different results. No, it ain't even going to happen. You're going to be waking mm-hmm. up every day to the same old day like that old movie that we all know that um, with Bill Murray, with Groundhog Day. We keep waking up. How many <laughs> of us with a raise of hands want to keep waking up to the same day every day? And that's my that's my husband's favorite movie. <laughs> that's in his top five. So, yes, I know the movie very well. <laughs> I mean, you just keep yeah. waking up to the same day. Sooner or later, you're just going to scream and and pray to God that you won't wake up. Mm-hmm. But it's through his grace and mercy that after we go through it, after we decide to wake up, after we share what we've been sharing in our story, yours was your mess, mine was my mess, and people will see, yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I like devotionals because I like devotionals because Charles Stanley isn't the only one with a devotional. He can reach everybody in a way that we can reach, if you know what I mean. You know, there are mm-hmm. all types of devotionals out there, 
But when there's a devotional saying, look, this is me, take it or leave it. Through the grace of God, I'm still standing. And that is what I like about your book, because you are open, you're transparent, and you're sharing. Because you are a testimony to everyone out there, besides being the number one bestseller, you know, but I'm trying to <laughs> to be like you. <laughs> but you're, you're, you are sharing. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to share. He doesn't want us to, you know, you know, keep it all to ourselves. With that song, I'm the kid sing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Some of us want to mm-hmm. try to hide ours. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to, we want to try to hide ours. But sooner or later, you can try to hide it as much as you want. If you know what I know, somebody's going to see your light. You can try to hide that light. And someone's going to see it, even though you thought you, you know, was tricking God, and someone's going to approach you on it. So, yeah, I applaud you. You know, I applaud you, and I hope, you know, those who, you know, listen to this again and, you know, check out the um, event page that they actually get your book, contact you, go to her website. She's giving you all the information. And when God gives us tools like sharing my mess, it will behoove you not to get it. Just if you're just curious, because so many times we're just curious and we want to know what's going on. But again, Miss Shiny, we do appreciate you coming on The Man in the Mirror. You are now part of our family. Well, it thank was a you. wonderful I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, I had it a It was a wonderful evening. interview. And don't be scared of us. We don't bite. At least not, you know, know. we ate already. So <laughs> we don't bite. <laughs> we'll invite you on again. Um, if you guys have any more information for Miss Shiny. Her information will be on our event page. Um, please go to my website at www.hezekiahmontgomery.com and um, sign my guest book. We're still working on the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai the Play, but I'm going to do some tweaks to it because now that it has a new makeover, we're going to do some bigger and better things. The Man in the Mirror is moving up. If you would like to be a guest on our show or have any comments, please call our um, call a new line at 888-501-8650, extension 780. That's 888-501-8650, extension 780. Um, this has been Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off. And I want Ms. Shani and Michelle to have a blessed night. And I'll see you guys at the Mirror. <laughs>